I really want you to pay attention to what we started some two weeks ago. Uh, so this is part B of it, of our praying from his presence. We may read a lot of scriptures, <laughs> but the word gives life. Amen. The word is life. So if you get to look, read several scriptures, that's fine. But remember, we started talking about praying from his presence. Uh, as you looked at this two Wednesdays ago, that God had, has made it possible for us to enter into his presence. That's, that's such a privilege, people. Just knowing that, that God has made it uh, possible for us to enter into his presence. And the thing is this, uh, because of his love. The thing is this church is not just to enter, but to dwell. Not just to enter, but to dwell. We can enter, but the dwelling part is very important. And when you think about Adam and Eve, they enjoyed the presence of God before they sinned. That, that's what it was. But, but immediately they sinned, um, we looked at it. Let's go a little bit over there. I'm not so much going to dwell there, but a reminder, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And sometimes you may be in a meeting and you heard it and you thought you heard it until you hear the second time and you thought you heard it and you hear the second, the third time and say, finally, I got to understand what he had, he had been saying. But look at chapter 3. Uh, after they, they partook of uh, the, the fruit, the forbidden fruit, the, verse 7 says, then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig trees, fig leaves together and made themselves covering. And look at this, then he says, uh, and, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. If you look at it, the New King James Version says, they hid themselves from the presence of God. That's very important to take note of that. They hid themselves from the presence of God. While God, we are talking about praying from his presence, while God has called us to enter into his presence, what is it that removed them from his presence? Sin. Sin. Okay? Let's, uh, do I go there? Yeah. It's sin. Let's, I'll say some things there. It's sin that removed them from his presence. But then... For us in the new covenant, because of what Jesus has died, uh, Jesus has done through his death, burial, and resurrection, then we have been invited by the Father to enter into his presence and dwell there. What does that mean? The sin problem has been taken care of. That has to be a revelation. Does that mean that we, know we don't sin? No. The Bible says, if anyone says he has no sin, he deceives himself. However, he says this in 1 John 1, 9, if, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So look at this, and I want you to see it in this manner. Adam and Eve, they have sinned, they have partaken of the fruit that had been told by God not to take. They've partaken of that. And when they had God walking, as we've read that in the scripture, they hid themselves from God's presence. All right? Now look at this. But now, us who have been redeemed, we have been brought into the kingdom of God because of what Jesus has done, 
God is calling us into his presence. This is what it means. That which hindered them from entering into his presence is no longer a hindrance for you and I. Because if it still was, then you and I could have never entered into his presence. And remember in the old covenant that the high priest, uh, the, 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 the high priest will enter even, will enter once in a year in Yom Kippur. But here we are told from the scriptures that we are going to look at, God has invited us into his presence. And not only that, church, that's why we have to kick out ignorant, ignorance. Not only that church, he has come to indwell us. So it's not like he's far out there. He's come to indwell us. Let's look at, um, uh, okay, let me make a statement. I've, I've already said it. The very presence that they hid from is the very presence that God has made it possible for us to enjoy. The very presence that they hid from is the very presence that God has made it possible for us to enjoy. What a privilege. What a privilege. In Hebrews 10, 19 to 22, Hebrews 10, 19 to 22, until one day and several times, read the book of Hebrews praying in tongues. Prayerfully. And just ask God, I want you to open my eyes. I'm telling you, for years, since I gave my life to Christ, if I felt like, you know, you, you, I used to feel that way then, if I felt like I am, you know, then especially, I felt like I was down, I needed some encouragement, I read the book of Hebrews. That's a shouting at the end. <laughs> it's so powerful. Look at this then. Uh, then I think someone I ever heard me say this, say, what? That's the most difficult book I like even to read. So that's a, such a wonderful book because it talks about our priesthood, the high priest Jesus, and why are we being brought in as priests unto our God. In Hebrews 10, 19 to 22, it says, just in, in, in all what I've said, listen to this. Therefore, brethren, brethren, sistren, <laughs> therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. The one, the blood that has taken care of the sin problem. Remember when they sinned, what happened? They, they hid from God, but when God appeared to them, the Bible says that they, he, he, they mm, 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 let me go over there. Uh, then I now, come on, uh, and Adam, and, uh, yeah, in verse 21, 321, uh, Genesis 3:21. and for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. What did that, does that mean? It was an animal that was sacrificed to cover for a man who's fallen. It was an animal that was sacrificed. What does it mean? Was the shedding of blood. And I will not be surprised if it wasn't a lamb. I will not be surprised. 
if it wasn't a lamb that God, God actually uh, killed and covered them with their skins, uh, with their skin and clothed them. So that right there was shedding blood. Now, the scripture that we've just read, it says there, having the boldness to enter, that is verse what? Verse 19, okay. Oh, okay. Over here. It says, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by what? The blood of Jesus. In other words, now, the blood has made a way for us. It says this, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us. A new and living way. A new and, li a new and living way. We think about this. We think of a new creation. If anyone being Christ is a new creation, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we are new creations. The old could not enter in because they had not been made new creations, but we have been made new creations, and we have a new way of living. We have the life of God, God indwelling us, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near, listen to this, with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. I'm going to say something there. Do you know why many times, believers, we don't enjoy the presence of God? We are sin conscious. We are sin conscious. And the sin consciousness is as a result of ignorance, of revelation or revelation knowledge of what he has done for us. Because in essence, if you are looking again at the scriptures that we've just looked at, the, the sin problem has already been taken care of. Come on now. Okay. How do I put it? If, imagine, no? all right? If this is, this podium, is what is standing between you and I, that we can't talk to each other, we can't be close to each other, I can't, I can't be able to talk to you and all that. This is the problem. All right? So that's the problem. Then that problem has been removed. This podium is removed, and we have now a way to talk to each other, no problem. We don't have to be thinking about the podium. It's no longer there. So do you know what the devil wants you and I to do? Is to consciously, to, to continuously think about us being sinners and defile our conscience. So you can't say, I love you. Because I think like, <laughs> you know what I did. You know what I did. So look, look at this. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me demonstrate it. You walked out there and then maybe something happened and you, you shouldn't be, but you cast. You got so frustrated by doing that and then you came over here, you came for church service or a meeting. And it's a Holy Ghost meeting. And you hear the, the minister say, oh, lift up your heart. Just tell him, I love you, I love you, I love you. And you go, you, you lift up, mostly, it's, it's, oh God, oh God, oh God. 
Oh God, why did I do that? Uh, and and, and now, now look at do you know what that is doing? It's robbing you. It's robbing you. What is actually you as his presence? Well, if you have revelation of what you've done, what he has done for you and I. You see, now you're standing over here. Maybe it's me standing, and then Martin is standing over here. And he's in a meeting, and some believers over You, you go, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Why did I do that? Oh, God, again. Last time I did it, but this time I've done it. And, and Martin over here is, oh, God, forgive me. Forgive me, sir. <laughs> Why did I do such a silly thing? As, as, he, as that thing happened, then... And then he comes and says, oh, God, you're so merciful. You forgive me. And then he said, come lift up your hand. Martin is, is just lifting up his hand. I love you, I love you, I love you. And he's just thinking of that love of God. And he's being washed over and over again. And he's being filled over and over again. But you are still, oh, God, oh, God. The meal is there. But you can't partake of it because of... Uh, Conscious, your sin consciousness, which is making you think like you're unworthy. Is that clear? Is that clear? Now, look at this then. The, the power comes in on a daily basis that you spend time in his presence and when you walk out, you're more conscious of his presence than things happening around you. That Let's go over here. First um, John. First John, it says, uh, uh, someone. Oh, okay, let's start from verse 5. First John chapter 1. In, in, in what I've just said, okay? Just, just think, think in, those, in the light of that. Uh, this is the message which you have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. All right? We see that. If we say that we have fellowship, that, that this which I'm talking about actually in his presence is fellowship. If we say that we have fellowship uh, with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Look at verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. We are walking in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin, and sometimes, church, sin that we do not know that you've committed. But we are walking in the light that has been revealed to us in the light that we have. Sometimes you don't know even the sins that you've committed, but we are walking in that light. And because you are walking in the light, his blood is cleansing us. When an evil conscience comes in, it's cleansed. What does that mean? It's an open presence of God indwelling us and being with us. You, you see what I'm saying? That's very important for us to know that. Because 
look at this. And, and, and if we don't do that, then when you go to a meeting, or let me not say just a meeting, if you go you, in your own time of prayer, most of the time you don't enter in because of that sin consciousness. Most of the time you don't enter in because of that sin consciousness. But if you've been walking in that light, when you come into his, when you come into his presence, it doesn't take long. Oh, oh, Father, just thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. I praise you. I worship you. And he said, oh, I just worship you, Lord. I just praise you, Father. You're so good to me. I lift my hands to say I love you. I love you, Father. I love you, Father. Oh, Father, I love you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. And if it reminds you of something, um, just I want you to be, oh, forgive me, sir. Forgive me. There's a difference. Sin consciousness robs us of the privileges of, of the privileges that we have in Christ. So then, then he says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have no sin, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So we know that. But we draw, look at this, I won't dwell on the problem, I'm going to dwell on the solution. And God has made a way for us to be, to enter into his, into his presence. Now look at this then again, going back to that, Hebrews chapter 10, 19, 22. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. That's what I've been speaking about. Let us draw near with a, draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. What? The blood of Jesus is enough. It's more than enough. So I'm entering in with the full assurance of faith. You've said, Father, I come boldly to the throne of grace. I believe it. I believe it. I'm coming with the full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Think of it then. Again, what will keep us from entering and dwelling in his presence? The big thing there is ignorance. Is ignorance. And, and, and look at this then. It, the ignorance of our priestly function of our Jesus our Lord as being the high priest of the new covenant. Oh Lord. Sometimes I wish I had a whiteboard and just done and just, and just try those things over here and show you something about that. Hmm, we'll read some scriptures. Okay, you ready? You're ready to read? Yes. You're a student of the word? Yeah. Let's go, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, similar to what you've just read. Hebrews 4, very familiar scripture. Let's start there from verse 14. 
seeing then. He's been talking about many things. But he says, seeing then, verse 14, that we have a great high priest. So that's very important for us to be able to know who is a high priest. And what, who is the high priest? Can say, yes, Jesus, but who is he? What is his, what I, what do I say? What is his work? in this new covenant that we, 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 we are in. Seeing then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. You know, I was thinking about this. I, I, I've been acting, activating my faith even more, but I was thinking about this. In the old covenant, uh, let's talk about the time of Moses. The, the high priest of all was Aaron. Okay? And you'll enter in once, once a year into the Hall of Holies in Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And uh, he'll enter in, he'll have blood of animals, and they'll do a lot of slaughtering. A lot of slaughtering, quite a lot. They'll offer of different kind of offerings. And then be accepted to God. And when you think about this church, even naturally, the blessings that they walked in as a nation. Wealthy nation. Think about the limitation of the law. How much more we have a perfect high priest who has made a way for us. That every time we bring our tithes, we bring our offerings, we are bringing them to him. Every time. Just think about that. That's why you need to be doing that in your own house, in your own time. Every time you're bringing our tithes and offering, we're bringing them to him. To him, our high priest. And which is that? Heavenly tabernacle. That is sealed over there. This is the this is tithe, these are tithes and offerings of my people. And he says this, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour, pour you such blessing that you'll have no room enough to receive it. And I rebuke the devourer for your sex. In this new dispensation, we ought to be the wealthiest people on earth. I'm serious about that. That we should never ever think of, uh, oh, I'm in need, I'm in lack. And I, I, do, I do know this, and that's why the devil uh, is subtle, subtle in his ways that he does what he does to believers instead of us spending time with the Father. We talk of our needs. There's a difference. Just spending time with a person. You're not asking them for anything. But because you, you just enjoy and value their presence. You're not asking them for anything. You know, even if a wealthy person, you know, a wealthy person who knows how, uh, uh, 
the, a wealthy person who worked out principles, if you ever be around them, and what you're asking for is money from them, they think very little of you. Did you hear what I said? They think very little of you. However, if you spend time with them and you're inquiring and you want to learn, how? What is this so special that you're able to accumulate this much wealth? You, how did it happen? And this is a person who's worked out the principle, uh, principles. I'm telling you, if this is a person who knows and, uh, and has a desire to teach, uh, to, teach, to teach you, I'm telling you, he will want to spend time with you because he knows this. I'm going to teach this person and he's going to be as wealthy as I am. But if it's his school fees, for my child, you know, my vehicle needs repair. They don't want that kind of a person. No wonder wealthy people like being around wealthier people. I'm talking of the only wise God. I'm talking of the one who has everything. And not only that, wealthy people like to be with the other wealthy people. But look at this. I'm talking about the only true God, the only wise God who has everything. And he's saying this, I want you to come into my presence. I want everything that I have for you to have it. You remember that John 16 about the Holy Spirit? He will take what is mine, all that the Father has is mine, and I have told you, he will take what is mine and he will dis dis declare, he will reveal, he will show it to you. That happens in his presence. That's, that does not happen. You know, you see my children, Lord. You see my children, Lord. You see my children, Lord. They need help. That doesn't ha ha happen. Or you, you're out there. While, while in his presence, you spend time with him and, and, and just worshiping him and just getting to know him. Do you know what is said, actually? I've, I've heard of our people taken to heaven in the vision. They, they say that, that I've several others say the same thing. The, 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 the creatures around the throne and the seraphims and all that, he say that they, they, they go around the thrones, holy, 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 holy. And actually, many, what happens is this. They see another aspect of the Father that they have never seen before. And all they can do in awe of him is holy, holy, holy. When you come to the word of God and we are spending time in his presence, all what we can do is we keep seeing aspects of the Father, of the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you, you know what holy, holy, holy is? Is a position of worship. And worship is in his presence. Give me, give me, my name is Jimmy, is not in his presence. 
You see what I'm saying? But, but, but we spend time in, in his presence. And I'm going to show you that. I'm saying so many things. But we spend time in his presence. We start seeing aspects of him from his word. And he goes, oh, God, oh, Lord. Oh, Father, oh, Lord. I never thought of it this way. Oh, Father, I just thank you. I just worship you. Oh, I praise you, Father. Oh, oh, Lord, I don't have even language enough to express this. In glory, Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Father. We're just spending that time just worshiping him. And then sometimes, and many times, that's what happens. I've, I've seen that over the years. He will say this um, concerning your family. Just be aware of such and such. Oh, okay. 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 I see. I will. What am I supposed to pray in this man? Pray in this man. I've done that over and over and perfect locked in it? No. But I keep growing over and over and over again. I, I remember like recently, oh, so many things, but uh, this comes up to mind. Of, uh, sometimes last year, I woke up in the, in the morning, just spending some time. I think I had, I had a dream, or, or, or as I was in the presence of God, uh, I had this, uh, you know, pray for Auntie so-and-so. She's, she's about to leave now, leave the earth. Oh, okay. So I told Gina, Auntie so-and-so will be leaving, will be going. We need to pray for her so that she may be comforted. She was not, you know, she had grown old. She may be comforted. And that her going home may be glorious. And sure enough, it didn't take long and this also was gone. And I said it. I had several, I've told you, you know, several of those, I said, that such and such will be happening. Uh, such and such is happening to a family member. God loves you. God loves you. Listen. Listen, it's not like for some super people because, oh, he's a pastor or be, I'm not a pastor. Not so. Because we are believers. Because we are his people. Because he loves us. And that's what I want you to take. To take with it, because he loves you. But look at this. Don't allow sin consciousness to rob you of your privileges in Christ. All of us have made mistakes. You say, you're condoning sin? Oh my goodness. Do I have even to tell you about you've sinned or not? I know that. But if you truly love God, you didn't go out tries to sin. You know, now if after the service I find you there at, you know, here at uh, Rosters, you're with your beer at the, at the door. And then you're cursing everyone. That, that way I can tell. <laughs> When you're carrying a, a bone of, of nyamachoma, just, you know, you're staggering and cursing us, living church. That when you know that you, you've chosen and you're demonized. You understand? But none of you do that. I mean, what does it take for you even to come for Wednesday prayer? It's because you love God. So it's never your intention to sin. Never, ever. So look at this. Get rid of that sin consciousness then. Let's go to the scriptures now. I've said a lot of things by me. Let's read the word of God. <clears throat> now, let me say this, make a statement. In the new covenant, it was in the old covenant, but let me tell you something. 
in the new covenant, the word of God must be full in our hearts and minds. That is the cure for sin consciousness. Because sin is no longer a problem. The word of God, and that's why the Colossians says this, let the word of God dwell in you what? Richly in all wisdom. It has to be. I'll show you from the scriptures. Let's go to Hebrew chapter 8. What I've just said there. Hebrews 8. Let's start from verse, verse 7. In fact, in the Spirit-filled Bible, it says a new covenant. Verse 7 says this, For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. Is that so? Is that, is that, is that, is that everyone should understand that? If it had been faultless, then, they could have, they, then no place would have been sought for a second. Okay? Because finding fault with them, finding fault with the new covenant, Finding fault with the people, he said this, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant in the house of Israel and in the house of, of Jacob, uh, of Judah. Where do we come in? If, if we, are, we are we in Christ, are we? Uh, Galatians 3.29 says, We are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Okay? So we come right in because we are in Christ. Look at this. And then he says this, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. Look at verse 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts, and I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. So in this new covenant, the word of God must be full in the mind and heart of a believer. If they are going to operate effectively in the new dispensation. Are you seeing where I got that point from? That's very important for you to see that. So, so look at this. This new covenant ignorance is not accepted. Ignorance is not accepted. Why is that so? Because it says, none of them shall teach his neighbor and none of his brother, saying, no, the Lord. For all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. As long as they're in the kingdom of God, from the least of them to the greatest of them, they shall all know the Lord. So that when we gather together, thank God for, I'm, I'm called as a pastor in the fivefold ministry. But look at this. That does not, does not mean that you are not supposed to study the Bible. Does not mean that you are not supposed to enter into his presence. Now there is an anointing I stand in my office that God has called me to, 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 in, uh, to has called me into the ministry. But look at this. Then if you've been doing your part, every time we come together, you hear me say some things. It's like fire. The sparks of fire inside of your heart. And you say, yeah, yeah, that's it, Lord. You are leading me. You are guiding me. That's the way I'm supposed to, to go. That's the way you've been speaking to me. But now you, there's an elaborate 
There is the depth, there is the height, there is the length, there is the width. And what comes? What happens? Every time you come together, you're full. You came full, you go out more fuller. <laughs> more fuller. Oh, sorry. Fuller. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? That's how it's supposed to be. Because in the new covenant, for us to operate effectively, we must ha- allow the word of God to dwell in us I will put my laws in their mind. Did he ever say that to the old covenant people? No. No, he never said that. What did they do? It will be read. They didn't have those books, the the Torah by themselves. It will be read by the priests. So what is God saying this? Who are supposed to have the, 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 the Torah or the law? It's most the priests. And the king sometimes will have them. But look at this. But mostly will go ask for it to be brought. He had access to it. But you didn't have access to it at your home. You'll have to listen to it being taught. Okay? Now look at this. But this time, you have access to God's presence all the way. All the time. Anytime. Then you should be a house of bread. House of bread, full of heavenly presence. Remember the Ark of the Covenant? The Ark of the Covenant carried the presence of God. So then, what did it have inside of it? It's not bread. Huh? Huh? The Torah. It is the law put in it. And you touch it, you die. Huh? That should be the devil. Anyone who has even wickedness trying to touch you, they'll fall down dead. You ever seen a, uh, you know, I've ever been in a place where there's so, so, many, so many flies and then they, they spray something on the table and then as those flies come, they die. That's a wicked people. If they come close to you and they have wicked intentions, they need to fall down dead. And then the best you can do is to resurrect them. Because you've been given the power. <laughs> and you resurrect them. Uh, just to let you know, I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to receive the Lord. No, I don't want to receive the Lord. I want to go to hell. Bye. Go. But you say, yeah, what I have seen, I need to, this Lord Jesus. Come on. Give, it, give your life to Christ. They get born again. Now you can go away. Don't ever come close. You're touching the presence of God. You don't look convinced. It's in the Bible. Huh? <laughs> now, don't imagine much, okay? But it's been known. It's been known. Known for sure, that's a fact. We, we had quite a bit in the coastal regions. Of a guy is known, he practices sorcery. That even the mangoes and all, all every his plants, they just there, no one even touches them. Because you may go home with that basket full of mangoes and you try to remove it from your head, it's stuck right there. 
until you go back, you find the owner. Maybe you try the whole night. <laughs> Till you find the owner, say, it's me who stole. <laughs> now that's the kingdom of darkness. And their power working, practicing sorcery. And I mean, as is not, we don't operate that way. How much more of us? To punish wickedness. Huh? Just think about this. Now I'm telling you how much presence of God you got. Just think about this someone pickpocketing you. And the hand just remains right there. <laughs> Do I show the scriptures? You remember that king when he, he raised, he, he pointed that to that young prophet. He said, don't ever. And he remained just that way. And he said, oh, prophet of God, help me. Pray that my hand may come back. So they just got into your bag and remained that way. You are lighting and you realize something. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, today, the whole day, you'll be my bodyguard. <laughs> Everywhere you go. You've been touched by the presence of God. And his hand is withering. He's with her right there, waiting for a declaration from you, the prophet of God. I claim that. I claim that. I proclaim over you. I'm telling, I'm telling you that, 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 that things, that nothing, instead of fearing things being stolen. I, I remember years ago, years ago, <laughs> I've done some things that are so amazing. I remember, oh, God has spoken to me some things. And his presence was so much on me. I remember in that instance, I was traveling to, to, to the coast. And then, uh, and then I went, the place was so packed. And I, I, I went and I said, uh, I've come, and I think it was during Easter season. I went to the counter, I said, I've come, I'm traveling to the coast. He said, no, 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 no. Buses are full, Every, full, complete. I said, no, I told you I'm traveling. And I'm leaving my bag. And, no, I had my bag, so I'm traveling. And I'm coming back. Tell me what time I'll be traveling. I have to travel this morning. I said, no, 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 no. No, that cannot happen. I left. I, I put my bag just outside there. And the devil says to be stolen. I said, if someone touches it, I'll find him right there. I'm serious, I'm serious. If I was the Lord Jesus, I'll say very, verily. I'm telling you, I say that. If anyone touches it, I'll find him with it right there. And then I do, where? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I left it there, I went around. I don't know if I went to have some tea and anything, something. And then I came back after some time. I left my bag there. You know, River Road. Those areas of coast, coast buses. And then I, I came back to the counter, I said, did you get my, 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 my space? Because I need to travel now. She looked at me and she said, yeah, I think we have a space for you. I'm telling you the truth. And I said, give it to me. And I traveled. And so many things happened during that time. It was so full. I don't know if people still travel nowadays this during Easter, but it was full. And so many things happened during that trip that really amazed me. 
the presence of God, being conscious of his presence. Things should not be, you should not be stolen from. Are you a tither? Yeah, you should not. The presence of God should be upon you that people, their hands can with. So if you, lady, you just walk in someone, throw the day. You're just walking. And then at some point say, now, uh, I want you to kneel to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Get your hand out in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and then how you get to lead them to the Lord and move forward. The days of the glory of God are here. Yeah. Amen. Oh, okay. Ah. All right then. So look at this then. Uh, look at this in verse 12. This is very important. He says this, From, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that in the new covenant what he's done? In that he says the new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Let me, let me read some. Let's go to chapter 9. Read verse, uh, verse 11. The all of it is good. But let's start from verse 11. Hmm. Oh, goodness. There's a lot, but you go read. Let's start from verse 11. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. So which era are we living in? In the, in the days of what? Good things. Think about that. He came as high priest of the, good, of the good things to come, meaning, is he a high priest? Is he a high priest now? Yes, so we are living in the dispensation of good things. And this is, again, this is the dispensation. With the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. So what does it mean? It's not earthly. So we are, you're not entering into an earthly tabernacle, which is representing the presence of God. It's not earthly, it's heavenly. So look at this, then it should affect everything which is earthly around you. Why? That presence should manifest wherever you go. Now look at this then. It says this. Uh, not with the blood of goats and calves, but, let's read it together, but his own blood he entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained what? Eternal redemption. Once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. That's what it means. I don't know if I need to explain anything there. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the, of the flesh and the, the people, the children of Israel were even confident saying this, we are the children of Abraham and therefore we are blessed. 
and the blessing of God was upon them, how much more of us of the new dispensation, we have, an, we have a heavenly, what? Tabernacle. That means whatever we carry on this earth is heavenly. If we are conscious of his presence, this is what it means. Wherever we go, then the blessing of God should be manifest. Wherever we go. He says this, that, that, then, then how much shall, shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse again. Here is the, the part. Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. How are you going to do that? How am I going to do that? Let the word of God dwell in you richly. In the new covenant, he writes his, he puts his laws in his minds and writes them in the tablets of his people's hearts and therefore these people shall know him. So if we don't go to the word of God, this is what it means. We shall be ignorant of what he has done for us. And we'll walk like me and me. And that's never his way. We ought to know him. We ought to know his presence. We ought to go to his word. We ought to get revelation from his word on a daily basis and walk in that man. And for this reason, so you see, you, this is what he say: Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And then he says this, and for this reason, he's the mediator mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those, those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. You are an heir of everything the Father is. His presence is your right. Let's go to verse 23. Maybe we'll end up with this. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than this. Let me, let me see if I can explain that, unless you go read in your own time. Uh, for, for the priest to enter into the, the tabernacle, the earthly tabernacle, there was much sacrifice that was, was made or was done, you know, talking about blood. Uh, and Oh, goodness. Let's go to verse 16. Let's do a little of reading, then I'll release you. I think tonight will be more reading the scriptures, okay? Listen to this. For while there is a testament, what is a testament? A covenant or is a what? A will, okay? It's a will. There must also necessity be the death of the testator. In other words, like an, an example, let me get an example. If I'm your father and I have billions and billions of money, if it's going to be yours it's, and I've written it down, it's until I die. That's when you can claim your inheritance. Is that, is that yep, is that clear? But look at this then. So then, then I'll be. Uh, since it has no power at all while the testator lives, so so if uh, if I am if I'm as long as I'm alive and I've not given you inheritance, I've just written the will. 
You can be praying, I, I die, but I keep living. <laughs> if you want me to die, say, Father, thank you for the life you've given to him. Even if he's going to live for 200 years, that's okay. <laughs> but if you say, Lord, take him home so that I may inherit. <laughs> I keep growing younger. So, so you see, but so they tested up. For, for a testament is in force after men are dead. Is that so? Since it has no power at all, while the testator lives. Therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. Blood means there's what? Huh? Death. That's what it means. Blood means there is a death. For when Moses had spoken every precept to the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water, scarlet, wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people who had. Are you glad you don't smell blood? You come to church, you're smelling blood. I sprinkle the Bible, and I sprinkle with the blood. Now, 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 think about this. Saying, I like this. Does this remind you of anything? Saying this, this is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Think about this. Every time you look at the scriptures, which I do encourage people, look at the scriptures, Take Holy Communion also. You are doing it in remembrance that this covenant, this will is sealed with the blood of Jesus. This is the will. And the testator is alive to make sure that his will is completely fulfilled and is backing his will. To make sure that every detail of that will, it is so. And look at this. Everything written in that will is for your faith. Or to your faith. Just think about that. We'll have a different mindset reading the scriptures. They're saying, wow, this is my will. This is my inheritance. And the Holy Spirit is there to teach you about the will. You know, not a, not a, not a crooked lawyer. You, you see what I'm saying? Not a crooked lawyer. Now you have the advocate. He knows what, how, everything about the will and is for you to get every bit of your inheritance. And instead of the, reading the will, most of the time we are speaking our own words. Can you imagine going to the, to the judge and uh, you don't have even have the will of your dad. You're speaking your own words. I've come to claim my properties. Which one? The one that my dad left. Which one in particular? There are houses that he has in Westlands. Where? Where is the evidence? I'll come back. <laughs> you, you see? But what about if you went with all the papers and you have the will and you know exactly what is written in there and you say, my Lord, this is the evidence. This is mine. All those people who being in that property, they are in there illegally. 
and I came to take them away from there. The judge is your father. He's the one who wrote the will. He knows the devil has been sitting on your property legally. What will happen to him? No sooner do you finish, you say, get. The devil is gone. Why? You've read the will. You know the will. You have the right to the will. That's access to God's provision. Okay, let's see if we can. So then likewise, he sprinkled with... He sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. So we understand that. That was the earthly. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. So then, therefore, as if we'll finish this, it was necessary that the copies of the things in, heaven, in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than this. So now we've been taken from earth, we in heaven. All right? This is where we belong, a new and living way. For Christ has entered the holy places made with, made with hands. Uh, sorry, for Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God... There you go. Now to appear in the presence of God for us. So what does, it, what does, that, uh, does that mean to you and I? In his name we can enter in. And he's entered for us. Now look at this. Not that he should offer himself of him. As the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood of another. He then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin. You see, sin is no longer a problem. To put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. Can I say something there where people say, you know, when a person dies, he says, they say that it is appointed uh, for men to die once. And they say this, everyone has a day to die. God appointed it. That's not true. That's not what the scriptures say. Have you ever heard it saying that? Come on, as if you know. You've ever heard people say that? Not so. That's not true. That's a lie. It is appointed for men to die once. It didn't say it is appointed for men to die at a certain day. You choose. You will die, yes, but you choose death and life and the power of the time. You choose. If you choose, you do whatever it takes in obeying the word of God and keep the laws here, and keep spiritual laws in place, you live as much as you want. You see what I'm saying? I've heard that being said in, even you know, in, in, in funerals. And you see like a bishop has a big collar, and they say, you know, it is appointed for man to die once, and you know, the appointment of God when it reaches, you cannot say no. 
wapendo wa Mungu, si ndio? You've ever heard that people? You've ever heard people say that when the appointment comes just like when you have an appointment and the appointment has come, when it comes you can't say no. And here is a mama she is 35 years, 15 year old has died or 10 years a day and you are telling mama that we in the name of a minister in the old covenant will be stoned to death. You're misrepresenting God. So, have you removed that from you, please? Don't accept that. That's why, again, in this new covenant, you need to know the word. So that it doesn't matter if one has an, a collar or does, has three collars, one here and another one here, whatever they tell you, you know that's not the truth. Why? We have the word. We know what the word of God says. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Once again. I wanted you to take that tonight. It's a privilege to enter into his presence and you should never struggle entering in his presence. But the big part that you need to do is this. Have the word of God in your mind and in your heart. Meditate on it. Think of it. Speak it. Go to the word. Find revelations of what Jesus has done for us. Think of it. Pray in tongues. Practice the presence of God. Just practice that. Do you know how you do that? You shut your, you, you close the, the door and you just practice. And just worship him. Just worship. Just lift your hands and worship him and thank him. And, and when, when conscience comes in of sin, you say, no, 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 devil. I've already been forgiven of that. You start just worshiping him and thanking him. For he loves and is good. Did you receive anything out of this? A bit different tonight. Next week we'll be taking some time to pray. But stand up on your feet. I want us to just thank him. Now, if you came, you started, you are feeling, oh, me, poor me, what did I do? Confess that sin, and then now just lift up your hands and worship him. Would you sing to him a new song? Huh? Now, if I see you, you remember what I said about me and Martin? So if you are lifting up your hands and you are, oh, hold on. I'll call you here, we lead you into repentance. <laughs> So lifting up your hands and lifting our hearts to him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. Just thank him. Just bless him. Love you, again. Just lift your hands if you came in on any kind of pain in your body. It's in this place that you receive even your healing. Thank you, Father. Father, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Put your hand there, places forevermore. Father, all what you are, we came to say is, we love you. There is nothing that we can ever have on this earth that can be compared 
with you, Father. Nothing. There's no money. There are no properties. There's no fame. Nothing. That can be compared to you, Father. All you want to do is to praise you and worship you. May every, everyone's heart, Father, in this place may be just worship you. You've loved us. You did not spare your own son, but you gave him up for us all. And through him, you've given us all things. So, Father, I trust you that you are meeting every need of your people's lives according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The wisdom that they need, the understanding concerning things they're dealing with. Father, I thank you for answers. I praise you, Father. Glory to God. And we honor him. Hallelujah. 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 Glory.